When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Hey, listen, Daddy. You're listening to the number one broadcast, Monty and Farrell, Daddy, in Long Island. The best pro wrestling broadcast of all time, I think. Hey, everybody. This is Axon. I'm Axon for Demolition. And you're listening to the Monty and Farrell Show. The number one wrestling show in Long Island. Unbelievable show. Watch it. Listen. Make sure and listen. <laughs> this here is the legendary warlord, and I'm at Long Island's the best radio there is, the Monty and Pharaoh Show. I like it, you like it, and we'll all like it. All right, welcome to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast out of Indie Music TV here on Ron Konkuma, Long Island. At the board is our super producer, Matty Ice. Matty, how are you? I'm doing amazing. Uh, wait, well, hold on. Matty Ice? That's his name. I noticed nickname. this on I the told, last show. I told you Matt, that. when did this come into play here? When did you become Matty Ice? <laughs> I don't know. You like it better I, than just plain I old Matt, right? I've got so I many things in my back. Matt? Or I could just call you Matty Late. Oh, what you? Matty late to the show. That's called a shoot, by the way. Matt, respond accordingly. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I, I think Matty Ice left. is appropriate. No, we'll go with Matty Ice. I love Matty Ice. To, to the right is the, the name, bro. To, to the right of the show is the star of the show, Mr. Jimmy Fowler. Jimmy, how are you? It's morning. How do you think I am? Well, the coffin lit. I was sh- I was I shocked. I was shocked you were up this late. Good morning. <laughs> Ugh. Listen, on Thursday, not knowing this on the show, we didn't realize that. Uh, Oh. Tom Lister, uh, known to wrestling fans as Zeus, passed away. Yep. Seems that he passed away from coronavirus, according to reports. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Jimmy? It was a shock, of course. I think he was, what, 62? 62. You know what I'm saying? It, it, way too young. Uh, the, corona th- the corona situation is obviously real. Um, to what degree remains debatable, of course, but this is obviously very real. Um, can I say something wrestling-wise about Zeus? And sure. I was discussing it with you the other night after we heard about it. You could say what you want about the entertainment aspects of pro wrestling. You can be a wrestling nerd and, and love the, the Bret Hearts, and I respect these things. But for those people who think that Zeus was not too much, I will tell you this much. Zeus scared the crap out of me. And I know I'm not the only one in this. Zeus's character was was pretty damn intimidating, and he made a great main event guy for Hulk Hogan back then. And um, it's a loss. I almost wish now, you know, everything's 2020 right now, hindsight. But I really wish we had had him in. I heard he was a good interview. So uh, rest in peace to the great Zeus. Well, that's my take, man. I I second that thought. Uh, also, I'd like to thank our 
band that sings the theme song for Monty and the Farrow. Who's that? Jimmy Farrow, oh. obviously, oh. with his partner Bart Griggs. Oh, thank you. They make the band Wisteria Hall. Yeah. Wisteria Hall sings such great songs as In My Dreams, mm. This Life, Not Far Behind, Here Comes the Rain. Catch our music on Spotify, iTunes, and Refurb Nation. Okay. Monty and the Farrow, that's the show you're watching right now, can be seen on YouTube, the Monty and the Farrow page, Facebook Live, the Monty and the Farrow page, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, Twitch TV, Monty and the Farrow page. Every Tuesday on Channel 115 from 7 to 7.30 p.m. And then every Saturday on Channel 115 from 6 a.m. to 6.30. And then catch us on Friday mornings at 2 a.m. to 2.30 on Channel 20. Farrell time. We'll be back with our very special guest. We are so excited. A guy that used to scare the shit out of me. Uh, fair right? enough. Fair enough. Zeus-ish. Yeah. Mr. Mike Knox. You need a body shop? You need engine repair? Auto Excellence, Collision Specialist, 631-261-6420. That's 631-261-6420. Auto Excellence. That's right, folks. Canine Corral. For all your dog daycare and overnight care, call 631-549-1544. That's 631-549-1544. And APB, American Protection Bureau, voted number one best on Long Island for all your security needs. Call 631-390-9050. That's 631-390-9050. APB. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV on Long Island, New York. Before we get to our special guest, Mike Knox, yeah. I want to say Mike was brought in by J&R Collectibles, and we'll bring him on later. That's Joe Rossello. Joe, Joe. Joe uh, and I, and then you, okay. eventually have a long history together, <laughs> we, we right? We do. actually started in this whole thing with Joe. You could say that, Rabbit. You could say that. And Joe has always been a good friend, and I can't wait to have him on and uh, just talk a little biz there. Well, Mr. Knox, welcome aboard to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and the Pharaoh. Thank you for having me. Thank I apologize. You. I apologize in, uh, in advance for scaring you. When you Listen, were younger. you scared my wife. Well, shit. I Not when I was younger. I'm actually older <laughs> than you. You scared me while I was older. <laughs> Even better. That's Look at impressive. That. You know what it is, bro. That's. You just ain't never been hugged by me. <laughs> well, that's oh, what it I got, is. I got a lot of love. I got a lot of love, love to give, brother. I'm very famous well, for my hugs now. I gotta say, oh. right, and you know, just looking at your history and stuff, boy, you were a good-looking guy when you were younger. In, yeah, a, yeah. in a manly way, I'm saying what, what's that. What's going too. on? What happened, right? <laughs> well, no, you're a good-looking guy now, but I mean, you were like model esque. Is this, oh. this going to turn into more than hugs? I'm not ready for that, dude. Anymore. I'm telling you, the pictures of him, I'm like, what is this guy a model? I told you, I was, I was, I had to work hard to get big. When I graduated high school, I was like 190 pounds. So I had to get on gas a little bit. I had to freaking work out hard. And it's like. So what kind of gas? Like, so when I was back in the day when I was gonna, your age, you know, this. it was DECA, pills. I was in Germany, right? So it was DECA, uh, the horse injections, all the bad yeah, shit. Horse that, like, injections? Yeah, bad. Well, Not that I took that shit, by the way. You're going to love this. I didn't, I didn't know dick about dick for that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I, didn't, I thought, if I get really good. It doesn't matter what my body looks like. They're going to, WWE's going to see it. You know what I mean? Right. Whatever. But that's young and dumb, moron, 28, you know, not 28, 18 when yeah. I started. 
So I didn't know nothing. So I'm trying to work out. I'm not getting no bigger. I'm just like this and that. And I was like, well, shit. I live, I live like three or four miles from the Mexican border, like a big old town, Mexicali. Yeah, you yeah. know, I used to live in El Central, California, <laughs> Mexicali. You know what I mean? I was like, I can walk across the border. They got pharmacies down there, but it's like I don't know what I'm doing. So my mom hears me talking like this, and she's just like, "What well, are you gonna do it? Or are you just, what are you gonna do if you have to do it? Do it. You know what I mean? Like, whatever." And I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So I, w I went out and worked or something. And I came back and my mom had two bottles of like tests with like, nice. a, like a bull or something or a bulldog on it. And I was like, what the hell is this? And she's Did like, she go across she's the like, border? Yeah. She's like, I went down to Mexico. What I went down the? to Mexico. Wow, mom's She's cool. like, I walked, in, I walked into a gym. I went to the biggest guy in there and I asked him where he gets his shit <laughs> from. What is going on here? <laughs> yeah, so she came home with that stuff. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I was such a, such a pussy. You know what I mean? Like, I was scared of needles too. You yeah, know, hell yeah, right. That. So I was like. I ended up getting on a getting on like a little bit of stuff like uh, whatever the little orals were or whatever like one of my buddies that was a worker yeah. he'd made it I'm not gonna say his name or nothing but right. he he'd kind of hooked me up to those things and I'll be honest without him I'd have never I'd have never got even anywhere close man I was 190 pounds and I couldn't put weight on for for shit well wow. let me ask you what are your thoughts on human growth hormones and steroids do you think they get a bad bad rap i mean you're talking about get, i think they get a horrible rap man yeah. anything that that can be given to you by doctors and be beneficial to the recovery time i mean come on man we're all we're sitting there kicking the shit out of each other mm -hmm. we're in car crashes every night and it's like they expect us not to not to be able to you know we're trying to train every day on top of all that and eat right and travel and you're sleep deprived too. If if this stuff can maybe be monitored, given by the doctor, whatever you know, you don't want like dipshits like me. You know what I mean? Like 18 years old, don't know what the hell you're doing, just putting whatever in there. If you know, if you have people that can guide you the right way, it can be very beneficial, very healthy. And then maybe instead of using stuff the wrong way and all the boys dying, yeah, you know what I mean? Like when they're 50, then maybe it would extend that part of the business as well does roids yeah. have any psychological side effects of any kind no i, I obviously i've speak, never taken them i can only speak for me okay like i said i, I stopped doing them years and years and years ago okay. you know once i once i got signed you know what i mean and it was kind of made clear that that's the way that they were going i was i was the first one on board because i really didn't want to do them in the first place mm -hmm. you know i was always thought thought you know now you mentioned I that you were 190 pounds before yeah. you you know resorted oh, yeah. to taking these things how do you feel nowadays when you see 190 pound guys holding world heavyweight titles <laughs> well <laughs> you know, damn it i didn't have to take them at all you know you might have been right well, that your no, gimmick would have gotten I, over I, without I them there, i was right at the end of the big guy i was true. right at the end of the big guy stuff true you know what i mean and like when after the benoit stuff happened and true. like everybody started getting in trouble then they're like hey knock it the fuck off so now you, know you what i mean like you you brought up Benoit. Did you know Benoit at all? Yeah, yeah. So we were in ECW together. Can you elite elaborate as a person that you knew? Was, Obviously, you don't know what happened behind the scenes. But no. what what kind of person was he with you? Well, we, we had dinner. He was a pleasant man. He was very intense. He he cared a lot about the integrity of the business. Mm -hmm. He was rough on people if he didn't think that they were. If mm -hmm. he thought that they were, I don't want to say jokes because some of them are my friends and they've lasted a very long time in the in the business. You know what I mean? But if he didn't think that you had what it took, you know, he was he would push you a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, he was a very intense individual. But he would also be the first one to put his arms around you. And, you know, hey, this, this is what I'm trying to do. You know, we're not going to be around forever. We need somebody to be tough up here. Like, 
if we let the nerds take over, then what is all this right. for? You know what I mean? Whatever. It's like, we kind of want to give you this thing. You know what I mean? So anyways, he was super nice to me all the time. He would come into Deep South classes on Saturdays with his kids, like to help the kids out, like to help the young workers out at Deep South. Like, I just, like I said, I, I don't know what happened. And I can't even speculate. Well, needless to that, say, you then were in shock when oh this whole God. thing went down, we, right? We were sitting at the, I think we were sitting at a pay-per-view or, or a TV taping or something, and he just didn't show up. And it was like, did you not feel- with him. You know, he's the first one in, last one out. Like I said, he's all about respect in the business, too. So it's like... After the shock wore off, did you feel any anger towards him for what had happened? I was in denial for years. Okay. I thought something else happened. Like... I was blaming people I didn't know. You were I was blaming Ke- were you blaming like a, were you one of these guys you weren't doing the Kevin Sullivan. You weren't doing the Kevin Sullivan thing yeah, like oh, it was bro, Kevin I'm Sullivan. There, like and I'd never even oh. met Kevin Sullivan, you right. know what I mean? So <laughs> it's like you don't know how freaking nice he is. Yeah, right. <laughs> you just didn't want to believe the that this guy in the world you're like uh. murderer like just cuz you see this character that he played it's like right. Yeah, bro, I was just I was in denial for years, man, because the guy that I met, the guy that was coming into the schools to try to help us with his kids there you know what I mean? They're, he was so nice, and he loved them so much. Like, I just couldn't, I don't know what happened. So then you were part of those two infamous meetings, and I'm assuming when they announced to all you guys that Chris has passed away, mm-hmm. and we're going to do a tribute, and then the secondary meeting where, like, hey. A race. Yeah, so can you talk, talk about that about at all? Yeah, well, they, they did this real nice thing for him, and then it started coming out what was going on, and then the, another meeting, they're like, listen, we're, no comment, you can't, don't please guys, don't talk nothing. Who did the speaking, Vince? Uh, I think it was, I want to say it was Johnny Ace. Johnny he, he Ace. Did most, he did most of them. Through Vince. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, he did most of them. You know, it's just, brother, I just can't, I can't imagine what it, what it could have been. And now, now I'm petrified, you know, because at CTE, they started looking at his brain. Mm. You know what I mean? And granted, nobody went as hard as him. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, maybe maybe got dynamite, you know what I mean? But, like, nobody went as hard as him, and he took a lot of shots to the head. And... You know, I mean, I was pretty lucky. I was a big dude. But, I mean, shit, brother, I still had 13 concussions. Mm. You know what I mean? That I know of. Probably numerous other ones that I don't. Right. I find myself forgetting shit all the time. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. of course, drink a lot and smoke a little bit. Right. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. you know, laugh a lot. And, you know, get you just, obviously, you're getting older and you forget shit. You know what I mean? I still mean? think so, the headshots will do worse damage than yeah, the smoking a little bit, yeah, but that's bro, me. So I just, I get a little nervous. You know, I try to yeah. keep my eyes on it. Yeah. I, I don't know if, I can only assume that that had a major, major part to do with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, interesting, interesting enough, we had Demolition in here, and, you know, those older guys were part of that lawsuit. But Demolition said one of the smarter things. They said they did the lawsuit to protect guys like you to stop the headshots. Um, There's so many ways you can protect yourself, man. You don't have, I mean, I blew my elbows out more times putting my arms up for those things, you right. know, because I took two or three in the head. Yeah. But then they revive ECW. You get in there with Balls Mahoney, God rest his soul, and oh, you're yeah. swinging that fucking thing a thousand miles an hour. <laughs> you know what I mean? You learn pretty damn fast to put your hands up. It ain't about being tough no more. It's about saving your I'm, saving I'm amazed your damn that, life. I'm amazed McFoley can form sentences. It's crazy, man. That's yeah. one guy I'm surprised. I'm yeah. amazed. Brilliant. What a what a brilliant. My old lady loves him. <laughs> My old lady loves him. He's a, he's a sharp yeah. tack in the draw, oh, for yeah. sure. He still has his uh, wits about him, amazingly so. 
so, yeah. so we get into it with these wrestling experts all the time because we're certainly not wrestling experts. But one of the main things is that wrestlers like yourself, their belief is that you should have lifetime pensions, lifetime medical for what you've done for the business. How, can you weigh in on that? Were your thoughts about that? Does Vince McMahon owe you lifetime medical? Man, this is something I learned day one. Wrestling don't owe you shit. Wrestling don't owe you nothing, man. Bingo. If you're if you're breaking it, if you're breaking into this business, this is just how I was taught. I was taught old school, you know. If you're breaking in this business to be rich, you better find another. Learn how to play the guitar, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you're if you're breaking into this business to be famous. Oh boy. Well, yeah. guess what? Even when you get famous, you're still only just a certain kind of famous. You know what I mean? Right. Learn how right. to play the guitar, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, like, you don't. It would be sweet. You know what I mean? It would be nice to have a little something because there's lingering effects, of course. Sure. That, sure. I mean, I still deal with. And I, like I said, after I was at WWE, I took two, two or three years off and didn't do nothing. I took cruises and sat mm. by the pool and got drunk. You know what I mean? Like, made good friends around Tampa and just said, like, I was getting that video game money coming in. Ooh. You know, I was like... Man, I, that video fired. game money, boy. Really want to hear what chocolate went up for the good guys. I got my first video game check, and it was like seventy-eight grand or something. Seventy-eight cool. grand. Yeah, cool seventy-eight grand. Yeah. So I'm just sitting. I'm just like, Rah! I bet you weren't asking for Vince McMahon. My Manson. contract wasn't even that. <laughs> yeah. Contract That's wasn't insane. even that. I'm just sitting. I was like, holy shit. You have a figure like, also. This is Did what they... these motherfuckers <laughs> get. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's like, hey, Mike. Did you lose to Goldust and Finocchi and this guy and you fired? Ha ha. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> so I'm I want to like, make whatever. it to the next video game. I was sitting there. I was just like, whatever, man. I was wow. Like, I was out of there. I was so, like, at this point, I'm all fat and out of shape. I was <laughs> over it, bro. You know what I mean? I'd given up completely. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to take this 78 grand. I'm going to cash my check. I'm going to put this shit in my safe. And I'm going to just sit on it. Yeah. There you, you know go. what I mean? I was like, I'll get three months. I'll start working some shit. Like, yeah. Nice. So, of course, I don't go work any other shit. I turned down incredible offers. Like, freaking Vader was emailing me. I was just going through my emails trying to clean it out. Like, a, it was a 15-year-old email. Vader saying that he wants me to come up to, like, New Japan or whatever one he was working with, All Japan. Uh-huh. And it was freaking, like, some incredible amount, like, like 2500 a week or some shit, like, wow. which is unheard of. And I was like, nope. Uh, over it unreal over it you know what i mean and it was like i was just starting to date this blonde that stole my heart we're getting married oh, now you know what i mean yeah. like and i'm just sitting there. i was like this... well shit man uh, uh she's all about it you know what i mean i was like she'll travel she you know her mom works for the airline so she travels for free so she it was it couldn't have worked any other way because i was fucking a wild man you know what i mean if yeah. she wasn't around it, who the hell knows what would have happened mm. And uh, shit, I got off, been off on a on a tangent there, bro. Where were we at? <laughs> now you're talking about how you just got over wrestling. You're done. Oh, yeah, bro. You're gonna yeah. just hang out, yeah, bro, party. You got a hot babe with you. Yeah, you're all good. I was over it, bro. I was just like, I just want to take a, maybe take a couple months. This is in between post. Right after I got yeah, TNA? right after I got fired. Right after in I got between, fired. right? Okay. I got and I'm you. just sitting there. So I'm like, a year goes on, and I'm just like taking cruises, just taking my money out of the out of the safe. I was like, I what are we know. down to? Eight grand to the seventy-eight. Yeah, now all of a sudden. Now all of a sudden, the tax man. Oh, now hello. All of a sudden the tax now you got nothing like, left. Good job, the tax man comes and He's like, hey. he's like, <laughs> nobody's hey, uh, home. <clears throat> what, Kelly? Kelly you, answered the door. I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, you forgot to pay your taxes for oh. the past seven years. Oh. 
Oh, I did. Sorry. <laughs> like, oh shit. You know what I mean? Like, wait, wait. How do you forget to pay your taxes, though? How does that happen? He was taking guitar lessons. I or, or, or did you I not forget? You're just like, ah. I would have paid my taxes, but I didn't have any money. Oh. You know, man, by the time oh, the taxes man. came, brother, I, like I said, man, I wasn't making great money at WWE. Right. Everybody has all these cool stories. You know what I mean? Like, shit. Mine was a little less than that. I still had a right. blast, though. You know, right? Yeah. When I was a kid, I said I didn't want to be rich and famous. I wanted the stories. I wanted to party. I wanted to like. I wanted to live that. Well, you got them. And I did. <laughs> you be careful what you fucking wish for. I wish I had a wish for a little bit of money at least. Can we... Shit, or man. a second video game. Yeah. Can, can we go... I was, so I spent a year kicking around just taking money out the thing. And wouldn't you know it, a year later, I get another check. Somebody fucked up. And they put me on the next year's Ooh, video game. Nice. That I wasn't even there for. Awesome. So I ended up making... It wasn't... That one wasn't as much. It was like... Maybe like 58 grand or something like oh, that. Wow. So, of course, I open that shit up and I'm like, I'm never working again. <laughs> Back to the pool. We can split. They're just going to keep sending me all this oh, money. It's going to be great. I, I want to go back to mom. Is she still with us? Yeah. Talk about your mom a little bit. Yeah, I'm so interested how she helped you, but what was mom like? You want to talk about support. She went across the border. She went across the border. Like I ran, <laughs> I ran three of her cars in the dirt. She was. She took care of. Like she helped me get shit. She she helped me along the way. She was a hundred percent supportive. You know, both my parents were. You know, my mom was the dream pusher. Go 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 go. You know what I mean? And my dad. You know, he'd been busting his ass working since he was fourteen on his own. Like he's like, hey, listen, I love your dream. You're good at it. He's like, but you got to work 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 it ain't just gonna fall in your lap you gotta work you gotta work you gotta work work you know what i mean like then ain't just gonna give you that shit yeah and uh yeah man my mom dude jesus christ i love her so much she's the funniest she you know she came she came and saw a few of my matches when i got a little bit a little bit bigger mm-hmm. not when i was on not when i was in wwe or nothing just doing like little indie stuff but i was starting to get bigger and like a little more gassed up my body started coming around and now i wasn't embarrassed so i was wearing tights a little bit there you go Doing the big Undertaker dive over the top. She came and saw a couple times me doing that, and like you get busted open, and she's just like, "Okay, I love you. I can't watch no more." It was oh, hard for her. Like, yeah, she's like, "I can't. I know what you're doing." Interesting. You know, and then it's like now, I tell I tell her, I'm like, "Hey, mom, you know, my knees are feeling pretty good." I was like, dropping a little bit of weight, getting a little healthier. Freaking Lou Gallows keeps trying to get me to come back and try to try it again. You know what I mean? Like. I don't know. I don't know. And then she's like, is it worth it? Remember how they treated you? You know what I mean? Remember how unhappy you were there here? Remember how much they didn't pay there? I know your head hurts, and I know your knees are screwed up, and I know your back hurts. She's like, but. She's like, if you want, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want you to look back in 10 years. Right. You know what I mean? And have those second guesses. (laughs) And, of course, you know, I think humor solves everything. So I was like, yeah, shit, mom, I can sell houses in a wheelchair. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. good point. Fine, it's fine, mom. Yeah, it's just what everybody wants to hear. So, yeah, bro, she's she's number one, man. What she's ma- the best. I couldn't ask for a better mom. You're very lucky. I just yeah. just speaking personally, you're very lucky to have such great parents and supportive of your dreams. And on your dreams, what made you want to become a wrestler in the first place? Were you watching it as a kid? You have a hero. Second grade, bro. Since Dark second. and stormy Saturday night. Okay. I'll listen to this story. I've never nice. seen professional wrestling before. I had no idea what it was. We only had two or three channels at this time. Okay. The old, you know, the old punk. Oh, absolutely. Punk. Do you we know, ever? UHF, 500 pound little TV. Absolutely. Do we ever? Yep, we know. And all of a sudden, this bright light flashes on. 
my face kind of lights up. And you see this tan man flexing around. And he's doing this. I was like, like, oh, what is that? And all of a sudden, Sergeant Slaughter's going down this zip line in Florida. Like, it's like this whole, like, it's it was Saturday night's main event. And yeah. the main event was first match I ever saw. Hulk Hogan. Beautiful, fucking gorgeous locks of hair and beautiful muscles. Against Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Mm. Hogan was triumphant that night with the mm. leg drop right in the middle of the ring. And the next day in second grade, I got in my first fist fight. <laughs> I beat the shit out of this kid because Did you point at him. You beat the shit out of this fucking kid. We were arguing about what the move was called that Hulk Hogan used, and he said it was a body slam, and I said it was a leg drop, and I was right, and he was wrong, so I punched him in the face. There nice. you go, like a good little boy. That's there it. Oh, there you go. Did the principal explain to you that school is not scripted? I told them that we were just playing wrestling. <laughs> And I never stopped ah. ever. And I bet, and I, 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 and I bet that kid was scared of Mike Knox for the rest of oh, his life shit, too. Man. Yeah, yeah, that was. So a... not only were you a bully in professional <laughs> wrestling, you were a bully in real <laughs> life. Nerd, Congratulations, bro! I was a nerd. He's I got my comeuppance after I beat the kid up. I got hit in the head with a bat, and what? I lost. My, like, it's I was, second grade. Was I know. Getting... I was playing. I was a really good baseball player. Okay. So I'm catching this stupid kid swings and hits me right in the temple, and I lose all the sight, so I, I now I have to wear these big fucking glasses. Oh, so and, karma got and you. And my not mom, a... God bless her heart, the sweetest woman in the world, but she don't have the best style either, oh, so she was a real big fan of Billy Ray Cyrus. So I also oh had the fucking mullet with, oh the boy. Start with the zippers there, <laughs> you know what I mean? And the big stupid glasses, circa 19, you know, awesome. 87. Awesome. Real nice nerd bubbles, yeah. bubble style Goggles Paisano. You know? <laughs> Jesus, man. Oh, my God. Wearing well, tie-dye to school. What a nerd, bro. Went home crying. What You went, you went, you went from watching it on television <laughs> and then all of a sudden, life goes quickly, boom, two blinks later, it's yeah. off. You went through a lot of hell to get there, but yeah. you get the call from WWE. What was it like when you got the phone call to go Man, to WWE? It was such a work, bro. It's <laughs> such a work. Okay. I mean, I've been sneaking backstage at WWE and getting, like, darks and getting my looks and doing all that crap. You know what I mean? And, like, Johnny Ace always pulls me aside. He's like, you're on the list. You know what I mean? I you're on like the, the list. Godfather. You know what I mean? You're on the list. Like, okay. <laughs> you know, we're opening this new thing. I don't know why I'm doing the Godfather, but, you know, we're opening this new school. It's in, it's in it's in Atlanta. We're going to get the best guys. You're on the list. Starting fresh. Oh, awesome, man. I was on that list for two freaking years before anything happened. You know Ooh. what I mean? So this whole time, I'm telling all these girls at the strip club, I'm on the list. I'm about to get, I'm about to get signed up. Like, just trying to get a little... Did it work? Man, brother. Did, did it work? Up, uh, s- hair, success you know I mean? ratio. What are we talking here? Two out of three ain't bad? or? Oh, yeah. Nice oh, job. See, I was, I, nice back job. Then, I was back then. I was look. I looked. I looked pretty good. I was gassed up. I had. You. I had, I had you were the model. You had yeah, that yeah, model look. Yeah. Me, bro, I can talk a little bit. And you I, got I, him I, going I, wild. Yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> genuine. You know what I mean. I'm a genuine guy. So it's. There you, you go. Know, I don't. You don't feel like I'm taking advantage of. It. There you yeah. go. Yeah. You know, separate. Like I said. Separate my old lady. Take advantage of her all the time. So more importantly, they call you up, and then you find out you get oh, to work shit. with. I get all the fucking. I get all. I get all. The yeah, stuff. but this this is really important. You get to work with Kelly Kelly, dude. Like, how do you handle that? Like spending your time with that girl all the time. Bro, it, once I got pulled up there, it was all it was business, business time. Really? Yep, it was business time because I just I just worked for ten or eleven years or however many to go through the to, Indies. To get and here. Go, you know, I got fought and got to Japan, fought and got to Mexico, fought and went over to you know Europe and learned all this different shit. Right. 
fought and got the deep south, kicked ass down there, fought and got out of there. Now I'm up. Now I got my. Now it's time to make my dream. Mm-hmm. I just had to talk from Paul. Paul Hammond. You're my guy, man. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah. he's like, I'm. He's like, I want you to get in here and start kicking some ass. He's like, I'm going to get you and Punk up. We want you guys working up to the top. You know? Wow. Which he had told Punk that because Punk is. Um, he gets a little bit more fired up, you know what I mean? Like he gets more motivated. So Paul E told Punk that I was gonna be the champ and he told me that Punk was gonna be the champ. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Gotcha. So I was just like, It's business, bro. If he makes more money, he makes more money. Right. And then I got in there and uh then like I had this long I had the blonde hair, the cool I had a really cool character that I'd man, I had to perfect that I could just drop it on a dime, man, and kick ass with it. If we had NXT back then Right. I think it could have really, really gotten over, you know, and right. it kept me more motivated too because I'd had a little say in it. So I show up to TV, ready to freaking take over the world with Kelly Kelly. They like, they're like, hey, we kind of want you to do this Randy and Liz thing. Like, yeah, right, exactly. I was like, okay, well, we can do that. And they're like, well, she's going to be an exhibitionist and she's going to go out there and start dancing, cover up, you know. But she didn't know how to dance. You know what I mean? She wasn't a dancer. So they just kind of threw this poor girl out there. And I'm like, okay, well, if she falls, I fall. You know what I mean? If she goes down, I'm going down too. Like we're together. We're, well, like it or not, we're married. I didn't want to be saddled with a, with a lady when I came in. I know what the, I know what that is. That's death, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, I go in and like, okay, we're gonna start you. And then like Vince comes up and he's like, oh, he's like, I didn't see Kelly Kelly's boyfriend looking like this. And so they're like, okay, well, what do we do? He's like, we gotta cut his hair off. We gotta dye it. We gotta cut this and do that and like, change his gear. And I'm just like. Oh shit! Oh shit, man! You know what I mean? So like, oh, this whole character that I had, and this whole like years I've had to having this character gone, Re- remade in a second. Toilet, boom! Oh, I didn't see Kelly Kelly's boyfriend looking like this. Toilet. <laughs> now, <laughs> this is all Vince, Vince. obviously. Yeah, yeah. And this, no, is Vince. this is this is Vince. This might have been. Yeah. 15 of the only 100 words he ever said to me. Sounds well, I was like, going to say, so that, like Vince. So are you like shit a brick? Like, oh my yeah. god, this is I'm Vince like, McMahon. Shit, they're going to send me back. Right. I was like, what the hell? And he's like, well, cut his hair and dye it this and that. And like, well, what haircut, what haircut you want to give him? He's like, give him my haircut. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm just like, I was like ah. Jesus, Vince, put a little thought yeah, into it. You know what I mean? Ah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, bro. Looks so, great. So I get the call. I like, I can work with this. Sure. My, my work is going to speak for itself. First, my first freaking program, Sandman. I love Sandman. Yeah, we love Sandman. Let's not get it twisted. I love that yeah. man. Yeah, he's You know cool. what I mean? He's cool. But... He swings that stick a little dangerous. <laughs> oh boy! And you know, he's not—he's not the most technical. Okay. Of you know he's, sure. he's kind—he's kind of a gimmick, mm-hmm. but that's by design, of course. You he's know not Bret Hart. It, it's I got you. his jam. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's where he makes his money. Mm-hmm. So they're putting me in there with Sandman every night for like the first five months. I lose every night. Smash in the face every night with the stick numerous times. Great. Uh, they put us out there and they give us like 15 minutes, which when you, if you want to get a good match, you might need to condense that down a little bit mm-hmm. to, you know, six or seven mm-hmm. because you don't want the badass cane swinging, beer chugging, you know, wild man in a six minute heat, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so just sitting there getting his ass kicked. Right. And his technical stuff isn't built on a fiery, fiery comeback. It's right. built on shock and all kind of shit you know what i mean so anyways sure. they put us in these matches that are way too long 
you know what I mean? And they're, they're, they're trying to get them over, and they're getting them over a little bit and getting them over, but the whole time, you know, ECW ain't really picking up like it's supposed to be picking up. Correct. And they're pushing, you know, they got to push the original guys because they want to get the New York market to start tuning in a little bit. Correct. Of course, they didn't do any favors first freaking show, making a joke of it, you know what I mean, with the, uh, mummy the, or the alien or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> Happy you know, Halloween. they didn't do no favors. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like later yeah. on, of course, I found out some other shit too that was that kind of made me think a few times if they really wanted it to succeed in the first place. Right. Well, as uh, we all know, historically, in the end, it wasn't truly Paulie's ECW. It was Vince's idea of yeah. ECW, and that's what I think killed. Yeah. And it turned. I thought it turned out just as being a fan of ECW. I took it as a slap in the face. I never you wanted to I mean? see. Like, yeah, and I, I never and wanted I to see Big Show with the belt. That's not ECW, and that's not taking away nothing from the boys that were working it. No, we were trying our damnedest. We were of doing course. the best that we could, of course, with what we were allowed to do. You know what I mean? Like, sure. You don't understand the freaking handcuffs they put on you up there, especially when it's a new show. You're a new talent. Mm. They don't know you on TV. You know what I mean? Like, the fans don't know you, nor give a shit about you. Half of them ain't watching that ECW. You know what I mean? And like, Yeah, but, dude, you, you were over. I remember when you came in. You were over. And the big mistake not pushing you with her because that really could have went somewhere. That, yeah. I Sometimes I'm very confused on the approaches that happen. The, it's like if you're going to build something under a savage macho man gimmick, which yeah. I thought, to me, as a fan, resonated yeah. like that. When you covered her up... Yeah. Kelly, you irritated the shit out of me, and that's what you were supposed to be doing. Let me so ask I don't, this. I, I mean, they, they they got that right. You were, it was like, stop covering up Kelly Kelly. What is this guy doing? Only in the fucking wrestling world mm -hmm. would a, a young man like me, mm -hmm. right, who is covering up an innocent, <laughs> underage oh, great. woman... Saving her from herself mm -hmm. in public. She could have been arrested for public indecency and nudity. She right. may be in prison now. <laughs> Hooked on the rock. We don't know. That's right. You're... I was saving her life, and now I'm the bad guy. Right. You know, um, dude, go I, figure, wrestling fans. Uh, I bought it. I was like reaching into the set to right. choke you. With that, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to get back to pro wrestler superstar Mike Knox. What a great interview. Uh, be Knox back in a second. <laughs> Jimmy, I got to take a dump. What? No. I mean, I need a dumpster. <sighs> well, for all those needs, you need to call Big V Dumpster Rental, Long Island, New York, 631-900-DUMP. The Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you by... Because wine is your second favorite four-letter word. California wine... New York attitude. Good fucking wine. Yeah. Jeff Quest, graphics design, custom vinyl lettering, and all your art and video needs. 516-317-8204. That's for Jeff Quest, graphic design. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, seen here every Thursday, produced out of Indie Music TV in Ronkonkoma, New York. Ooh. But this is a special Saturday show with the great Mike Knox, who I'm starting not to be so scared at because he seems like a nice guy. I'm scared. He's I'm, big. I mean, he takes on every woman in the world, but then he decides to... <laughs> Cover up Kelly Kelly! To, to and be nice to her. <laughs> 
I mean, come on. <laughs> you needed that on your, your mark of, you know. I wasn't trying to get fired, baby. They said... Don't touch Kelly don't Kelly. Don't touch Kelly. She's off limits. But that go ahead. But rough, go. Though. Don't touch Kelly, but screw oh, yeah. Melina. Hey, man. <laughs> what? That's I okay. I was in love what? with Melina. Oh, you are? I was in love with Melina. Really? It now? was way back in the day. I can't blame you. Oh, brother. It come was on. way back, man. It was before we got signed. We were both just struggling, trying to come up, man. Dude, we blind, men would, blind men would chase yeah, her down the we block. Were, we were at UPW. You know, she was innocent back then. I was too. Like, we just kind of hit it off and it worked out. There you out, go. You know? There you go. But... As the wrestling business always says, there's a swerve coming. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, she went and did her. She went and did her thing. You know, broke my heart, my poor little heart. Broke my heart, and but still friends, still cool, still talk. Bro, what, what thing did she do? She broke my heart, baby. But we talk about Batista. Or? No, no, oh, no. Okay. That was all the way back when Morrison heard started going. I knew oh, this was going to get back, back to then. the guy from the Doors, the guy that sang for the yeah, Doors. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised Ziggler's not in that well, mix too, because that John guy Morrison. had everybody too, oh, right? <laughs> I ain't nobody's. I ain't nobody's. So you're with her, and your brother John Morrison goes and backstabs. Oh no, it was. Bro, it was only a matter of time. You seen him? Yeah. Have you seen him? Yeah, he looks Come like on, Jim man. Morrison. Dude, I've, already, I've already established He's that. He's good he, to go. You, you had the goods. Hey, you should have been well, able to. John Morrison. She, she, she went up to OVW. I was still back in Phoenix trying to get signed. Oops. Right. There wasn't no, Distance. There wasn't no, there wasn't no guarantee I was ever going to get signed. Right. I was on the list. But, but, but then was, again. That was really drawn to This, this brings us back. because This brings us back because Molina's hooked up in storyline yeah. with Johnny Nitro, whatever they were calling him back then. Right. And he takes advantage, but you're in a storyline with Kelly Kelly, and you're like, nah, I don't want to be nice. No, no, they were together long before, I think, that the storyline came Oh, okay. And like I said, man, it's a good thing. They were better for each other than me and her would have ever been. There you You go. You know what I mean? Like, things happen for a reason, bro. There you go. You know what I mean? Things happen for a reason. I got you. I got you. They happened at the the right time for the right reasons. At that time, I needed that. There you go. That little kick in the kick in the balls. You right, know what I mean? Right, like, okay, right. well, I got a little fired up now, and right. I'm gonna work out a little harder, and I'm gonna try a little harder, and I'm gonna do right. this a little bit more, and then like all that good stuff. And she went and did her thing, and it's like, you know, people, everybody needs love, baby. You know? Oh, for sure. But things happen at the right time. You know, they happen when they're supposed to. While while we have uh, Nuxie here, I gotta ask you, since you did work with him in depth, and it was before he was a superstar, what was CM Punk like? Behind the scenes, bro, it's uh, it is what it is. You see, what you see is what you get, man. He's straight up he's, good guy. He's, he's good dude. Like I said, I'm how you see me now. It's kind of how I am. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of hard to not get along with. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I take a little bit of pride in that. So I don't have a lot of bad things to say about anybody. Like mm-hmm. I said, I don't care if he took my girl and did my this and whatever. Right. You know what I mean? We're all just trying to get by here, bro. You know what I mean? No hard feelings. What do you think about it's, the path that Punk has taken over his career? Were you, were you surprised him. that he made it so big? I was. You were? I was. Interesting. I was, bro. Why? I, I, Did I, he seem so combative well, behind before, the scenes with before, Vince? Did you see any of it coming? Could have been that he was too, like I, 150 pounds. Would you Maybe stop with him? I just didn't. I was I just picking didn't, on him. He was at OVW when I was at Deep South. Okay. And we had this little rivalry thing going, you know what I mean? And he was kind of the, the dog there, and I was kind of the dog down there. Like It didn't turn out that way, but right. in my head at least that's what it was. And, I, you know, we'd watch their shows, and we'd watch their stuff, and I'd kind of watch some of his other, like, old, like, ROH stuff, and I was just kind of like, man, fuck, I don't get it. You don't get what it. What the hell, man? How's he so You're over? with him. Like, how's he so over? You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I, didn't didn't really I love him, but that's me. I just didn't get it. You know what I mean? Okay. But I'd never worked with him before. Mm-hmm. I hadn't really met him, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, until we went backstage. And, of course, our first match 
was in, I think it was in Tucson. The only reason, I usually don't remember these kind of things. But we'd never worked before. Um, I was coming off of something, I think with like Balls Mahoney or something like that. So I missed my flight or missed a connection. So I'd been drinking all day. I didn't think I was making it to the show. So I'm drinking in the airplane, <laughs> drinking at the airport, oh drinking here. They give me a car. I'm drinking in the car. And all of a sudden I show up and I'll pull up and they're like, hey man, you're up. I was oh, like, oh boy. shit, baby. I looked all wine drunk. You know what I mean? Like, right. Pulling my, pulling my tights on. I was like, who do I got? And they're like, you got punk. And I was like, where is he? And he's like, his music's already going. And I was like, all right, where's the ref? <laughs> I was like, tell him, tell him I'm going to work the leg. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm freaking half in the bag. You know what I mean? And I get out there and we pull each other through a passable, you know, first gotcha. encounter gotcha. match. You know, there was just a couple little hiccups, but we, we kept it real quick. And then I'll tell you what, bro, after I worked him a few times, I was like, oh. Oh, this is what it is. Gotcha. Okay, I can feel that. Like okay. the, the people feel him. You know what I mean? Like just because Punk have any issues with you being slightly lit the first match? Because you know how he's straight edge, no. brother. He, he he don't push it on you. Okay. I had I had some of the funnest times I ever had with Punk. Straight. He'll sit there. He'll buy. He'd he, he buy me drinks all night. Laugh and have the freaking greatest time ever. He'd never touch it. He'd Strange drink his water str- and laugh and have a good time, man. Strange question. And forgive me if it comes out wrong, but I'm just I'm curious. You work so hard to make it in this business. You sacrificed so much. Yeah. You know. I feel that sometimes some bookers kind of like kind of screwed with you. You didn't get to where you wanted to get. Is there any resentment when you see someone like Punk get to such a level of fame and then walk away from it, giving the business that you love so much the middle finger? Mm-hmm. Any of that irk you? Like, Hell you know, no, come on, man. dude. Get back here and make the money that some of us wish we could be making. What is it with you? Here's the thing, man. Whenever I was there, it was kind of a weird little pay scale. Like, they knew the people who wanted it, you know what I mean? And they paid them the least. Because they knew they ain't going nowhere. Mm. You what know what I mean? Pretty and smart. Pretty wow. smart. Yeah, because they knew, like, shit, I've been working since 98 trying to get here. I ain't quitting. Yeah, he knows you, you know you're, you're working for $25. Not, you're happy to be on the show. You know what I mean? It. I'm going to do... So they sense the, yeah. the the desperation of some of these yeah. people and just... Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah, that's very they, interesting. They, they sit them there and they put them at the lower of the card. And they kind of drop, like, you know, they drop them out a little bit. And they feed them a bone every mm. once in a while. And then if you get over, you get your title, you get your title... Which is all bullshit. It's just whoever somebody li- like whoever mm. backstage likes, whatever mm. whoever they think is going to make their company money, is who they're going to push out. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to sell, you know, board games, you're going to sell more Monopoly, or you're going to sell more, you know, I don't know, Gullible Pursuit or whatever travel, whatever the hell that is. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Some shitty little game. You're going to do something that people know. The people are getting behind. There's a little buzz. You know what I mean? So he started making money quick. But he was never a dick about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like some right. people, are like oh, richest guy in the company, like mm, like showing up in the in the Mercedes, like in the big cars and all that shit. Like he never was like that. Okay. He was making his money. You know, he bought a he bought a nice house. He was main event and stuff. You know, and we talk and like just I just see it. Because goddamn, brother, they wrote him hard. They wrote him hard, and he is. 165, 75, yeah. whatever pounds. Yeah. You know what I mean? He doesn't have that huge build. And he can bump and he can feed and he can, you know, he can take big stuff and he kind of has to. To sell the big game. Character and to sell being, the big game. Like, yeah, yeah to, to sell to the, to the, to the sure. people out there that he's worthy of a belt or worthy sure. of the, being the championship of the top guy. So he had to take a lot of abuse. And you don't get no time off, bro. And you get hurt. And you get kind of you get bandaged up a little bit, and it's like they give you the option if you want to like okay well you're hurt, 
you want us to take you off the show? Do you want us to get you out of here? Do, they, do we need to do something else? So they do say that, but they ain't really saying that. Right. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah. right. well, we can take you off the show. And you may never be back. You know what I mean? And like, uh-huh. you know how it is. And you you're out of sight. Be back. Especially guys like us. Mm-hmm. You're out of sight. You're out of mind, bro. Right. And then it's like you worked for 10 years to get here, and now all of a sudden in a, in a span of two weeks, everybody's forgotten you. And, and, and you got to start over again. You know what I mean? So he was sitting there, and they're just riding him and riding him and riding him. He's getting these little injuries, and he's got, he got that stomach bug, and he shit his pants that time. And it was like, you know, and it was funny, and we all kind of laughed about it, but it, it wasn't really that funny. Right. You know what I mean? He was sick as a dog, and, they were still, like, and he was still out there working. And you know what? Enough was enough. Thank God. You know what I mean? Like, who knows, man? What would happen if he had stayed in for two more years grinding and hating it? And who the fuck knows what would have happened? It's true. Is he the next one that, that freaking you find on pills all OD'd out? Or, you know what I mean? Who the hell knows? I right. mean, I don't think so because it's CM Punk. But, right. you know, you never know. Maybe he freaking loses it. And he's one of those stories like the Perry Saturns where they just disappear and you never, like, Mm. You see him years later, and you're like, "Oh my shit, what yeah. happened to you?" you yeah. Know? Wow. Like, yeah, you don't want and that. And I can't be mad at him, bro, because I was in this, I was in the same boat, but I just wasn't making no money. Gotcha. You know what I mean? I I left for two or three years, and I never did a damn thing. I never did nothing like he did. Right. He went out and he made more money. Right. And he took a chance, and he tried to he, he tried, tried to go fighting. legit for a minute. You know right. what I mean? How are you going to turn down if they're going to offer you? You know, a, a million and a half bucks for three fights, and you ain't never fought before. No, like, what the fuck? Well, yeah, you but you know what? Hell I, yeah, I know, I know that's money, and I get it. Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't turn down a million dollars either. But at some point, don't you think that kind of tarnishes his legacy a little bit? Uh, not really. Legacy, bro. It's wrestling, baby. Well, there's still legacies in <laughs> yeah. wrestling, right? Yeah, I sure, mean, you know, I'm sure there are. The, here's the deal, man. If he gets the itch. And he decides to come back. What it'll take him three months to get in shape to come back and get in the ring, right? Yeah. If he comes back and he goes into AEW, or if he shows up and they and he buries the hatchet with WWE, which I don't see happening. Mm. You know, he's really, you know, he was miserable when he was making three and a half million dollars there, right? You know, and I'm just like, God damn, brother, what the hell you got to be it, miserable about? What's like, it take? Right? I'm making I'm making seventeen hundred bucks. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> oh, what the hell's wrong with you? Straight, yeah, you're right. <laughs> You know, so it's like, you know, but, yeah, I don't feel bad. I don't think he owes anybody nothing, man. But Fair if he enough. decides if he decides that he wants to come back, people will forget about all those losses at UFC within, within just as fast, you know what I mean, three weeks, four weeks, if he goes in there and he starts whooping ass a little bit and I've already gets forgot- back over, you know what yeah. I mean, they'll forget all about that. I've already forgotten about it. I'm yeah. a huge punk fan. I can't oh. wait for him to come back. I want him to come back. Brother, so. at least he had the fucking balls a- absolutely. to get out there and that's, fight. That's how I, I see mean, it. okay. No, no offense to anybody out there now, okay? No offense. But some of these motherfucking nerds ain't never been in a fight in their whole life. That's For a point. There you go. You're right. You know what I mean? There they're writers. Go. They ain't never been in a fight in their whole life, and they're mm. trying to tell you what you would do in a fight. Right. <laughs> well, we said it before, right? Wrestling, oh, no res- wrestling has tons of tough guys that you wouldn't fuck around with, oh. but it's not a tough man sport. It's an entertaining yeah, it's sport. Entertaining. I get it. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Well... Why don't we uh, get there? We got to get there anyway. You've all these years. Now you got your pay per view debut at the Survivor Series. <laughs> team well, rated RKO. Here it is. Here's Nuxie. My this is it. Break. This is the Finally. big giant break. Yes. And then the walking oh. hemorrhoid decides to super kick you. Turn around and go to Triple H. Who was that? Shawn Michaels out of nowhere. So I got to ask you, after seeing your debut at the pay-per-view of the Survivor Series with the kick from Michaels, was this a shoot? Did Michaels just do this to you out of nowhere? Could you fill us in, please? Well, I was so excited, first of all. Of course. Because 
I get to wrestle one of my heroes, Shawn Michaels. Sweet. I mean, Triple H is okay. <laughs> he wasn't my guy, you know uh, what I mean? Like when I was growing up, I was, yeah. uh, I was when I was training, I wanted to bump like Shawn Michaels. When I, I wanted of to course. punch, you know what I mean? I wanted to sell like oh, yeah. shit, you know what I mean? Of course. So I'm finally in there, I was like, oh, baby, I'm going to go tonight, you know? So get up here, here comes goddamn <laughs> fucking bad street Atlanta. She comes into the fucking, you know, the locker room dancing. Wait, hey, man. He's got the hands on. Oh, you got it. Hey, man. <laughs> You're going to lose first. And I was like, well, fuck. I'm as right. free as a bird now. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, we'll see. All right, here we go. Hey. So I'll have five, six minutes. They'll probably let me in there with Sean. <laughs> I'll get to tear the house down and show the people, you know, that haven't seen me, that don't really watch ECW, they don't oh, really yeah. know, you know what I mean? Like, they're going to get to see a real motherfucker, you know? So they're like, all right, well, you, you're going to be about, we can give you about three minutes. And I'm like, shit, all right, I can do some really cool stuff in three minutes. He said, well, you could do that and be forgotten forever. You could have a moment. Have a moment. Would you like to have a moment written? In, like, then I was like, fuck, purely sexy. Hell yeah, I do. Give me I want to have moment. a moment. And he's like, okay. We're going to mess around with him. You're going to super kick you right off the bat and spin you right away. And I was just like, oh, fuck, I don't want that moment. Yeah, that's a you shitty know, moment. That's a shitty moment, yeah. bro. You know that? That moment could stunt the growth of the whole rest of my career. Absolutely. Which it did. You know what I mean? So. And that thought flashed yeah. through your mind when they told you this. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. so let me ask you. But you fight so long to get up there and you get your big break. You don't want to be that the squeaky wheel. Yeah. And they're kind of, I don't know, man. I always thought like they were doing a favor. But, it, them, go, but it goes beyond that, right? So you. was it scripted for Sean to turn to his teammates and go, who was that? Oh, no. He had no fucking clue who I was. I I am 100%, 100%, because later on, I freaking called his ass out on it. It was a few years later. I'd been around for a while. I was pretty big, you know what I mean? Oh, I was, yeah. I was up around maybe like 310, yeah. you know what I mean? So I was still pretty solid, and I could move, you know what I mean? I still had a little bit of wind on me, and we were doing this tour, and it was over in Japan or something. And uh, it was me and Kane against Shawn Michaels, and I think it was Ray. I want to say it was Ray, because I was doing some stuff with Ray at that point. You know, and Sean fucking rocks into the thing, and he's like, he sees, like, some name on there that he doesn't really know, and he's like, oh, you better lace him up tight tonight. And this is this is stay still for Jesus, Sean, right? This yeah, isn't, yeah. This isn't yeah, yeah. hitting yeah. drugs yeah, all yeah. day this long. This is the holy roller. He's like, you better yeah. lace him up tight. And I was like, nah, motherfucker, uh -oh. you better fucking lace him up tight. You forgot my name five fucking years ago, and you still don't know it. Nice. You know what I mean? I was like, you're going to remember it after tonight, brother. We're going hard. Nice. You know what I mean? How He's quickly like, did he start? Brother, there like, we go. You know, like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, right. So we go out there, you know, and of course, <laughs> businessman, you know what I mean? I, I go out there, and I run around with him a little bit, super light, show him I can work, do the thing, take the comeback, take the finish, super kick, 619, super kick, you know, all that shit. Yeah. Not even one receipt. Man, you're a nice guy. Brother. You are I don't a nice guy. I don't, I don't give people receipts for hurt fucking feelings. If you're in your and you're dangerous with me, I'll be, I'll, I'm, I'm fine. I'll go with you. I don't give a shit. I've been knocked out before. I'll be knocked out again. But Who, who was the most dangerous with you in the ring? God dang, man. Ooh, good I, question. Uh, that's tough, bro. Because there's some guys in Japan. Anybody you dreaded getting in the ring with, that'll probably get you there quicker. Did you work with Vader at all? Oh, never, never got did. the opportunity. I never did. I was worried when I was supposed to work with Test. Test? Yep. 
Interesting. He had a re- he had a reputation of okay. roughing people up, like because I wasn't I wasn't with the company yet. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was still trying to. How about after you worked with him? Was was his reputation fine. fair? He, he was, was fine. He was stiff. You know what I mean? Oh, you know, he, hardcore Holly's stiff, stiff as a board. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At that time, whenever I was doing stuff with him, he he kind of had something he was trying to prove. I think to the locker room. Finley, Fit Finley, fuck guy. Holy shit, man. Fifth you want to talk league. about a tough motherfucker, but light is nice. It's just you want to talk about a professional wrestler, Fit Finley. He could whoop your ass, and he gets in there, and in an instant, he can put you in this thing that you have no idea how you got there. You're all tied up. You have no idea how to get out of it, and then it's just loose. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's all of a sudden he's guiding you out of it. You know, mm. it's oh my god, and tough. You know what I mean? Like, he'd be calling power slams on the floor when people were scared to do that. Like, I would hit him with the big bear. Boom! You know what I mean? All the time. He hit me probably 50 times with that fucking shillelagh. Never felt one. <laughs> Never shillelagh. felt one of them. Nice. Never felt one of them. Was there ever one wrestler that you were booked to wrestle against that you actually had to call home and be like, Mom, oh my God, I'm getting this opportunity to work with so-and-so? When I was at uh, TNA doing the Aces and Eights gimmick, when I was working with Hogan and Sting, I had to... Absolutely. How could you not? Nothing wrong with that. When I was in the third grade, there wasn't one inch of wall on my room that didn't have Hulk Hogan's picture on it or Sting's picture on it. There you go. And I got to beat them both up in one TV. See, that's funny. We were were talking about that last week. So you know Sting is in AEW. Yeah. Like, total Hulk Hogan mark. My opinion, greatest wrestler of all time. We're Hulk Hogan guys. Yep. Sting, to me, was Sting. It was like, I never, like, we're we're Northeast guys, so Sting. I understand people loving Sting. I get it. But yeah. for me, Sting was just, you know, yeah. WCW Sting. Bro, like I said, whenever I was watching him, I think he was still with like the NWA back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he had the, the hair or whatever. The and surfer. I was just a kid, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So you can't really hold it against me. And I was also, also an Ultimate Warrior fan. That's right. true. Good you point. You know what I mean? Like, right. So it's not about if they're good wrestlers or whatever, like... Sometimes people just grab you, and I like yeah. the face paint, and I like the. He did it for you. Oh, the big That's splash, all. you know what I mean? I'd come off to my roof, like you know, whatever. Like I was just a little, little there you go. Mark, you know so, what I mean? so, like, but, so you're talking about Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. We have Barry Horowitz in studio. He, not a big fan of Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> I, there, there ain't a whole lot of big fans of him, right? What drew you to Ultimate Warrior? Just, just size, just makeup, and the muscles, and the straight. Like I, I was a kid, so I didn't know, and I just factor. started watching wrestling. Yeah, it was just something weird, how, you know, something weird that I'd never seen before. I'm like, holy shit! Since we're talking his fans for a second, how did you feel when he went up against Hogan? I'm a Hogan guy first. I w- immediately jumped off Warriors train. I did too. Good. Yeah, Good. Good. He's a Hogan guy. I always was. There you go. Were you yeah. mad when Hogan lost to Warrior? Because yeah. I'm the only guy standing in the room going, the real winner is Hulk Hogan, and he's going to have more impact than this. Everybody's looking at me like I'm sour. Yeah. I was sour. I was no, pissed no. that Hogan lost. I've always been a Hogan guy, man. Interesting. And you know what? The funny thing that come around full circle, you know, with all those posters and all the saying the prayers and going to soccer practice in my Hulkamania shirt and all that crap, you know what I mean? Like, and it, when it was all said and done, brother, he couldn't have been nicer to me. There you go. Yeah. He's cool. bought me dinner, bought me beers. Awesome. Like, it was nice. Like, I had friends. He took me into his restaurant and took care of everything. Like, bring me to the beach shop with some kids and, like, give them free shit. Like, sign it and take pictures. Like, he, he's just a little hippie, bro. You know, he just wants to have a beer and maybe smoke a little joint with you and tell you how cool he used to be, bro. Nice. 
He's just nice. He's just a man, dude. A lot of Hogan splitting. He's just the man. I love it. I want to ask you, since you obviously worked in TNA and you worked in WWE, what, what's the difference between the two organizations? It was night and day. I'd have never came back. I was so miserable at WWE. I fucking hated it. So you prefer TNA? Working I, there. I, I, I got there the first day and I was in my little biz cash bull crap. You know what I mean? And Al kind of walks up. And he's like, uh, "We don't do that here." He's like, "This ain't the, this ain't the same." He's like, "You'll, you'll learn." He's like, "This ain't the same as it was over there." There was a lot more stuff. I went to do my first match and it was like nobody was up my ass telling me what to do. Nobody was calling my match. I kind of got to do like whatever I wanted to do. I was like, "Shit." I don't even remember how to do this. Mm. And, uh, yeah, me even just getting into TNA, you want to talk about pure luck. Remember I told you I was on that two- or three-year drunk sabbatical? Sure. Luke Gallows calls me up out of the blue, and he's like, Brother! He's like, I got this show in Guyana. It's tropical paradise of Guyana. And he's like, I sold it. He's like, I can pay you good. Do you want to come down and work it? I was like, probably ain't worked a match in three years. Mm-hmm. He's like, you'll be working me. It'll be easy. You know what I mean? He's like, we'll just go down there. He's like, it's right on the beach, bro. It's so cool. Like, whatever. I was like, I'm not like I used to be, bro. So we got to keep it, keep it, keep it calm. We just maybe have some beer, like whatever. And he's yeah. like, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we, we can sit there and I'm like flying in. I'm like, I'm going to Johnstown, going to Guyana. And I'm, I'm sitting, going I'm, to Jonestown. Yeah, I'm going to Jonestown. How exciting. Sitting, I was like, maybe it's a tropical paradise. Don't go there thirsty. Bro, I think anyway. it's a tropical paradise, old Jonestown. All of a sudden we're flying in and it's like the number one like AIDS capital of the world. <laughs> like, I'm just like, oh, God. I go to my, <laughs> they still haven't cleaned up from 78. Yeah, go on. I go to my, I go to my beautiful <laughs> yeah. suite. And I get, chi- I, get, I get this chicken salad. <laughs> I set it down on the table, and I go to get the fork, and I turn around, there's like 10 cockroaches on, and I'm like, oh, Diana! <laughs> oh, this is going to be an easy gig. Such easy. an easy gig. You know, so I went downstairs to the pool, and like, Goldberg's down there. Like, Goldberg. Stretching it out, like, butter bean, like, all sweaty. You know, Butter like, bean. That's awesome. <laughs> it was like... The most what fighting the cockroaches for a poolside uh, seat? It was like the most <laughs> mashed up bullshit show. What a shithole! So all these stars are on this show, right? And it's Luke Gallows' thing. So like the prime minister comes in to do this little thing, and Luke's like, "Just go with me, bro." And he was like, he starts talking to the prime minister, and he's like, he's like, you know, every one of these is a great man, and uh, we're coming down here to put a great show on for you, except for you, Mike. He's like, I hear you talking about my wife and kids on the damn airplane, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, if your wife wasn't such a whore, and like, oh, and like, just freaking go at it right in front of everybody, right? <coughs> Hold on, I need this one I get all excited. So we make ourselves the main event, of course, after Goldberg. Okay, after big, Goldberg. Big time, big time money there. There you go. And like we're sitting at this outdoor stadium. Who's next? And we're like, we're sitting there, and he's like, we're trying to get this chicken for Raven, right? Like this fried chicken, like this little chicken stand, and they won't give us no more. I'm like, what do you mean you're not going to give us any more free chicken? So like, being Drew's like, like dude, this doesn't, this can't stand. The boys need to eat. You know what I mean? We got to teach Sky a lesson. He's like, all right, well, during the match, we'll just fight over to his chicken stand, and we'll see what we. Oh, they're going to grab food during the match. What are you, Morocco? So we're sitting there, and we like, end up going all over the freaking place. You know what I mean? And I'm like, we get close to the chicken thing, and I was like, throw me over it, brother. <laughs> so he goes and throws me over it. And I'm trying to pull it all the way down. 
not realizing there's hot grease and fried chicken. Ow. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to pull it over, and it's like, it comes over. Here comes big Drew, clumsy ass, big feet, like, <laughs> like stiffing the crap out of your face. And I hit him with something, and he's like, he's hanging right over. He's like, hold me over the fryer. So I'm holding him over the fryer, and he's like, this is... <laughs> ah! So he's like, <laughs> bleeding all over the guy's... Oh, Bleeding on the chicken. Yeah. We'll teach you not to give us free chicken for Raven. Oh, yeah, ain't gonna do it. We may have ruined that guy's whole life that night. That might have been all he had. That did. We destroyed that guy. You destroyed that guy. The chicken. Because he wouldn't the, feed the, you. Hey, lesson learned. <laughs> lesson learned. When Americans come to town, you give them some goddamn chicken yeah. when they ask for it. Now he only works his concession and it's at the baseball games <laughs> over there. And uh, did they play baseball yeah. over there? Oh, bro. So that was my one match that I had. How does years. this get you to TNA? Drew calls me freaking two weeks later. He's like, hey, bro, I got to try out of TNA. I was like, sweet, brother. He's like, I can't make it. I told him you'd go. There you go. And I was like, huh? Ah. I was like, doing nice. a bullshit hardcore match in Guyana is one thing, but being ready for TV, another. that's another animal. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Like, your shit's got to be tight. Mm. You, I mean, I hadn't practiced at all. I hadn't worked at all except for that one match. Mm-hmm. And then I came in, and they gave me two, two uh, dark matches. One was against Frankie Kazarian, okay. whom I'd known all the way back from uh, UPW in California when I was like that's like a, 19. That's a, that's a great opponent to refamiliarize. Yeah. yeah. And then my next one was, or I think the first one, Frankie was the second night. The first one was Devon. Okay. So first thing we get out there, and I didn't really know Devon all that well. You know what I mean? He's going to hit me with the big spine buster gimmick at the end, like the Ron Simmons, like mm-hmm. take your soul mm-hmm. spine buster. So we do this thing, and we start rolling, and I hadn't been on TV in a while, so I'm all jacked up, you know. Roll around, first, here comes that first spot, i got to cut him off with just, I'll just cut you off with the clothesline, baby. I don't think you'd ever seen me throw a clothesline before, so, mm-hmm. you know, he comes feeding right up, chin up, and I fucking demolish him. <laughs> Boom! Uh, and I'm laying over him, and I just hear him go, holy shit! <laughs> Damn it, what are you doing? I'm like, on fucking TV, baby! He's like, this is dark. This is dark. I'm trying to get a job. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. So Al takes me up after the match, you know, pretty good reaction. Like, it was funny, you know. And uh, he's like, hey, we've got this little biker gimmick coming up. Ah. We've got a a couple ideas. I think we're going to try to get a, we're going to try to get Luke Gallows into it. We're going to try to, you know, he's like, if you would be interested, we might try to do something with you. Uh, we'll, and you know, we got a couple of other guys that we're going to do it with. It's going to be pretty big. You know, you're on the list. You're on oh, the yeah. list. So once again, I'm on the list. Right. <laughs> Except and this time, yeah. you become so one like, of the shit? original members of Aces and Eights, yeah. right? So I'm like, well, shit, I better start practicing. I better get back in shape like, where I can go more than one minute without blowing up. There you go. So uh, I sit there and I go to this bar, of course. And uh, <laughs> I was like, well, all right. I'll watch a little wrestling, see how they do it nowadays. And I'm watching this thing, and here comes Wes Briscoe. Comes up, all drunk and shit, you know, happy, laughing. He's like, hey, bro, like, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I heard you're doing that thing at TNA, the biker thing. And I was like, maybe, bro. He's like, I am too! Let's have some drinks. So, like, we drink a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, a couple weeks later, like, I run into Garrett. He's like, Garrett Bischoff, hey, brother. right. Like, yeah. you doing that biker thing? And I was like, yeah, man. Like, Me too! And I was just sitting there thinking, all of a sudden, I was like, how many I'm done? on the fucking list. Right. Everybody was on the list, too. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like right. Every, They told everybody they're going to be in this thing. That's what I was thinking. Right. And then they finally called up, 
and they're like, hey, brother, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put you aside. We're going to keep you away from everybody. We don't want anybody to see you. Like, we'll bring you your food. We'll bring you anything you need. Stay away from all the other workers. Stay away from all the boys. Mm. Don't let them know it's you. You know what I mean? When it's your time, we're going to take you around the back, do your sit, go back in your private locker room, get changed. We'll get you out of there without anybody seeing you. So they were really trying to kayfabe it for a while because, you know what I mean? They That's wanted great. to keep it off the, off the thing, you know? Cool. So, like, we're kicking ass. And then we start doing matches, and, like, Al's like, don't do any wrestling moves. He's like, don't do anything. Just punch and kick and throw. Right. You know, he's like, don't let anybody have a hint of who you are. Recognize you know something you've I mean? done. Like, you right. recognize something that I have done. In right. The past, like, whatever. So they did that stuff real good. I wore that damn mask for over a year. Right. You know? And then, <laughs> fucking, I just wanted to get off on one little last story, and then I'll quit. No, it's fine. No, all good, bro. Go. So, my whole career, you know what I mean? Like I said, I didn't want any of that shit. I just kind of wanted to f- have fun and party and, you know what I mean, be that sure. guy. And, uh... I just kind of still was at TNA, so I never sa- I never saved nothing. You know what I mean? Everything I ever sold, or I mean, everything I ever kept, I sold. Right. I don't, I'm not like that shit usually, you know what I mean? Because I was young, too, and I just figured I'd just make more, yeah. right. more, right. sure. more sure. memories, you yeah. know? So I'm, I'm finally, I'm like, after I've worn this mask that's, like, choked me and I bled in it and, like, stunk, like, all this crap. Like, I made that shit, you know what I mean? Like, we freaking sewed it. And I'm like, I'm keeping that mask. I'll keep that. I'm going to put it in my little frame. I'm going to keep the vest. Put that in there. This is like, I get to wrestle with all my best friends. Like, Drew's one of my best friends. Gallows. Yeah. For ever since I first met him. He's in. My, he's going to be in my wedding. You know what I mean? Like, I just love the man. And if you've ever met him, you probably love him too. You know what I mean? He's just the best. That's great. So, God damn it. I forgot where I was at again. Thanks a lot, Gallows, you <laughs> stupid idiot. Oh, so anyways, it's my night. I'm getting unmasked. Right. Sitting there. Boom, 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 boom. Kurt Angle unmasked me. Freaking throws me this big back suplex. I'm like, yeah, all right. Here it comes, man. Everybody's about to see. Here comes Samoan Joe. Hits me with something. Here comes big thing. Whatever. And they yank the mask off him without even a, a second's hesitation. Throws that bitch. Oh 20 rows God. deep into the crowd, oh. and I never saw it again. Oh, my so God. So some, 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 yeah. some so Jewish accountant ran off a, with it row nice, 20. There's a nice little uh, souvenir for some fan. Oh. Joe, Joe Rosello's selling oh, bro. it at his next yeah, so auction. Like, yeah, that so was like, Joe. Joe took it. <laughs> Joe got it. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there, I was like, well, I'm definitely keeping that vest. Man, oh, man. Come on, <laughs> are you serious? I was like, I'm definitely keeping that vest. And then it comes down to the end where, like, Ed yeah. and Powell drives me on the, on the thing or whatever, and they take my vest off. And then the next week I hear, I'm not at TV or whatever, and I hear they're doing this thing where they're burying them. They're doing, like, a burial. So they throw them all in this casket, and they bury them, right? Well, mm-hmm. really, they're just selling them on eBay. So they took our freaking vest and they sold them all to the highest bidder. Oh my god! Which if I'd have known, I'd have bought my own damn vest. Yeah, right. I think the kid only paid like two hundred bucks for it or something. Like, why uh, would TNA? Uh, uh, were they so hard up for freaking money? Well, I was going to ask you, what was pay like that, at TNA? Awful. Like, what was work? Uh, oh, hundreds. Have it. <laughs> so you said you had yeah. seventeen hundred bucks in the WWE. <laughs> now per, you're yeah, TNA. Per week. Yeah, like I was on weekly. Uh, like 17 or 40 I can't remember what it was whatever it was there was a lot for me you know I never had a lot of money coming up but man right. you want to talk about thin living yeah TNA was real hard man I was there on ro- at the wrong time like a tenth compared to what Vince was shit, giving shit bro was it even worse I, uh, than a tenth I every- came in I was under the mask so I was on a night nightly 
right. whatever, do pain you By whatever. appearance. You right. know what I mean? And it was like, the first time I came in to do it, I didn't know if I was even in the group. You know what I mean? They were still shuffling around a lot of guys. So it's like, oh, well, we'll pay you 200 bucks, like for the show. And I was like, Ugh, shit, man. Well, whatever, man. I drove in. It's only an hour. And these are TV, I don't have to stay. These are TV yeah. appearances. Yeah, I was like, I don't have to stay. I'll have to take 200 bucks the first couple times probably, and then I'll get my contract and get, get caught up. Did you ever get a contract? Bro, I didn't get a contract until right at the very end. At the end. At the very end of the, uh, of the Aces and Eights thing. Like two weeks before, they finally put me under contract. I'd been fighting for all those years that Aces and Eights was going on. It was a whole backstage like battle. It was about two trying, years worth, yeah, right? Yeah, trying to, trying to get taken care of. You know what I mean? And at that time, it was like, I was calling like Demore, and I was like, bro, get me the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to stay here. I was like, they're not paying me. I'm just try asking, up. Did you try asking Bubba? Hey, Bubba. You know, bro. Bubba's Bubba, bro. He's, he's, so everyone's he's really on up, their own. You should have hooked up with Dixie Carter. You'd have been all right. Bubba, bro. Yeah, wait a minute. Why didn't you? Shit, uh, I, I had the green light from the old lady. If She thought it would have helped. <laughs> she's like, honey, you think it will help you out and get you some money? Yeah, maybe. Well, go for it. Yeah, she's just not into big, nah. huge, stinky, drunk men, I guess. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, oh, only, only Kevin Nash. Only All right, we're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and then we're gonna bring uh, Agent Joe Rosello in, Jojo. and then uh, Pharaoh Mike is gonna ask you the final question from the Pharaoh. Oh, we'll be right back with pro wrestling superstar, incredible interview, Mister Mike Knox. In the mood for a freshly roasted cup of coffee? www.offtherailscoffeeroasters.com You want to star in your own success? Call QuickCast, www.quickcast.com, 866-7-CAST-NOW. That's 866-7-CAST-NOW, QuickCast. Star in your own success. Jimmy, I just got the best hookup on tickets. Hmm, fill me in. I went to www.seatslinks.com and ordered the best tickets with the best prices. Call 718-676-0504. Seatslink, the complete ticket experience. Tell them Charles sent you.
All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, seen every Thursday, produced out of Indie Music TV in Ronkonkoma, New York. Obviously, this is a Saturday, and obviously we've had one of the most incredible interviews with pro wrestling superstar Mike Knox. Um, next to Mike right now is old friend and super agent with his growing company, JNR Collectibles, Joe Rosello. Joe, thanks for uh, stepping in for a few thanks. minutes. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, so you want to tell everybody what's going on with JNR Collectibles today and in the future? Uh, today we are doing a signing in uh, Comac, Pro Wrestling Universe Comac. It's brand new. Uh, it's going to be a huge signing with a bunch of wrestling superstars, including Mike Knox. And then tonight will be the last uh, signing hurrah, Christmas party, virtual bash. We're getting drunk. We're going to have fun. We're going to sell autographs. Yes! So there's no, there's no holds barred in my, uh, my virtuals. I'm not professional. I have a nice room, though. They let me use a conference room in the hotel. Okay. So that would be nice. But otherwise, we don't give a shit. So, Mike. <laughs> Bro, they gave you a nice room at the hotel. I'm in the broom closet. <laughs> Don't make, don't make me look bad here. He's got a nice room, actually. So what 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 kind of items will you be selling on the uh, uh, virtual auction? A lot of auction? autographs. I might dig up a few things. Will you, you know, be selling that mask, the mask that you got the mask thrown that, into the that crowd? That mask I caught, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, and you got any prices? Like anything uh, going on? What, what could people 20, expect? 20, 20 combos. I mean, 20 uh, for the photos, and that's really it right now. So we'll see. All right, so Mike, uh, the Frau's going to hit you with his final question. I'm hoping, and I'm using telepathy, what? that he uses what I would hope he would use. But again, he's the star of the show. He makes that. Okay, decision. let me see if I, can, if I can run off on a tangent for another 45 minutes. Go ahead. That's, that's not. 45-minute tangents are good. <laughs> that's not fair. What do you go? Wait, hold on a second. Go on. Show me your signals. I'm not going to get it right anyway. I'm going to do my inner Angela. Go. Yo, oh. Now right. that, well, that's get not going to work because right. that's a fraud. All right, here we go. Um... Might as well, I'm going to go with the one that you like to ask a lot, so I'm going to give this a shot. Mr. Knox, you've obviously been a wrestling fan since second grade. It worked, by the way, it worked. I know you've the obviously been a fan since second grade, and you, the next day you went out there, and just like I did in, in seventh grade with the figure four leg lock when I was slapping it on people, you were showing your love for pro wrestling from an early age to you. One of the original members and long-standing member of the great Aces and Eights, I ask you, who is your Mount Rushmore of pro wrestlers? You've got to come up with four guys that you're going to forever put on the Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling. Who is it to you? And again, not Matt only, not Mike only. The greatest wrestler could be draw, Mike skills, could be an average so you wrestler. you actually have some historical yeah. responsibility, too, here. It can't okay. just be your favorites. It's got to be who you think are the four greatest contributors to the art you love so much and grew up and getting into well this is all on what i think correct uh well i'm thinking that hogan would definitely have to be on there san martino would definitely have to be on Ooh, there look at this yeah very good uh i'm gonna say that fabulous moolah should be on there fabulous wow moolah. great you know? and um is that three that's that is three. three. I want to say I'm going to say Stone Cold, bro. Fantastic. I uh, I'd never heard I'd never heard I'd never heard a crowd hotter when he when he was at his hottest. Sure. I used to, I was at I was I was as a fan I was sure. there. Sure. And I had never heard even when The Rock was at his peak, the even when all that shit was going on, when Stone breaking. Cold was at his peak, right. bro. Right. At that time, if you remember, 
wrestling wasn't that awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. They were doing a lot of comic book characters. Correct. They were doing a lot of, like, they were really f- searching for something, and they didn't know what sure. they had, you know? Wow. So he took something that was supposed to kind of be something that wasn't supposed to work, and he changed it into the biggest damn thing. He's still running off of that thing, bro. You know what I mean? So, in my head, I think that might be How about head. Moolah, though? Talk to us a little bit about why you choose Moolah. You got three of our four, by the way. Our when, fourth uh, was John Cena, believe it or not. But I love the Moolah smart. pick. Why Moolah? Yeah, why Moolah? Well, bro, she's the longest reigning champion, and as, as shady as she may have been, nobody did more for females professional wrestling you know what I mean? then i mean shit you could say you know like when trish came in she got hot and she put uh, put girls on the map a little bit and lita mm-hmm. and all that stuff and like wendy richter mm-hmm. and like you know what i mean there's always been girls but moolah was you know what i mean whether it be from shrewd negotiating whether it be from just being plain old mean and knowing the business. seven years as the women's champion. Brother, she was out there taking taking hard bumps when she was well into her 70s and 80s. Yep. She, yep. Was, on, she was the WWF women's champion when she was in her 60s, yeah. I think. Yep. Like, yep. that's longevity, man. And, I mean, San Martino. San Martino. Anywhere, anybody up in the Northeast, I didn't come across him until later on, you know what I mean? <laughs> but whenever I did, it was pretty damn impressive, man. Can't argue with that list, nope. man. No. Cannot, man. All right, Can't. with that, we want to thank Mike Knox. We want to thank Joe Rossello and JNR Collectibles. This has been an incredible interview. Thank you so much. What a gentleman. You're the man. Thank I you. Sorry about it. all the cussing. That's all good. You can catch Monty Nefaro on the YouTube Monty Nefaro page, Facebook Live Monty Nefaro page, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, Channel 115 every Tuesday, 7 to 7.30, mm. every Saturday, 6.30 to 7, and Channel 21, well, 2 a.m. to 2.30. We changed that Farrow time. time. All right, any parting words, Farrow? Yeah, I'm going to go have a beer with the Noxy there. With that, you've been watching <laughs> Mike Monty. This is the Pharaoh. Stay tuned for Savio Vega. We shall return. But until then, later.